Hi, welcome back to my podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to continue reading from the book From Crisis to Peace The Organic Vegan Way is the Answer. Today, we're going to talk about how to cool the planet immediately. Buy time for green technologies. We cannot cut CO2 that quick because we don't have other technological inventions right now to replace the ones that we have. How many electric cars do you see running on the United States streets yet? How much CO2 does that cut? Not much. But the methane pollution coming from livestock raising, if we stop that, no more heating. There is already some advanced science to capture CO2 and mix it with seawater to create cement. That will reduce CO2 used by other cement producing methods as well, and also reduce new CO2 from polluting the air. But still, any new technology takes so long to develop and to be in the market. The natural landscapes of grassland and forest are more effective to absorb CO2 than carbon capturing technology according to the UN Environmental Program. Besides, it's risky, I think. It's not tested yet. What if the carbon leaks back into the atmosphere again in a concentrated amount like that? When we capture them year after year, decade after decade, and then something happens and it leaks up, then what do we do? So, with the vegan diet, we eat what's best for our health, for the animals, for the environment, and nature will do the rest to restore the balance and save our world. It is the fastest and greenest solution. Co-founder Marianne Theme, Theme? I can't pronounce her name. Sorry. Um, Co-founder for the Party of Animals in the Netherlands has outlined clearly the environmental gains of reducing meat in the diet. For example, if all Britons refrain from meat for seven days a week, that would be equivalent to turning half of the country's 25 million households into zero-emission homes. For six days a week, it would be the same as the country's 29 million cars being removed totally from the roads. Comparison with the conventional omnivore diet. An organic meat-based diet produces 8% savings in GHG emissions. An animal-free vegan diet produces less than one-seventh the GHG emissions of a meat diet. 86% savings in GHG emissions. An organic vegan diet produces 94% savings in GHG emissions. This is from the Food Watch report on the greenhouse effect of conventional and organic farming in Germany. Therefore, the greenest of all the green policy, the greenest of all the green action, the most compassionate, the most heroic, the life-saving action is the vegan diet. The reason is based on the significant plant cooling effect of removing methane from the atmosphere which happens when we switch the organic vegan diet. And, besides removing the harmful methane emissions, organic tilling methods can actually store 40% of the carbon back into the soil. So so to be veg is a way to not only eliminate significant emissions, 
but to absorb even more carbon from the atmosphere. And with that approach, we are working toward being able to save the world. Because the switch to the animal-free diet removes all the methane production and its associated pollutants, to say nothing of the animal cruelty. It will help reverse these planetary disasters such as the tsunamis, the floods, storms, typhoons, the landslides, etc., etc. In fact, the head of the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change already stated in June 2008 that the best solution would be for us all to become vegetarians. He meant vegans. Be vegan, the greenest lifestyle. Stopping meat production saves 80% of the total cost of 40 trillion US dollars for reducing global warming, uses 4.5 times less land to grow food, conserves up to 70% clean water, saves 80% of the cleared Amazonian rainforest from animal grazing. A solution for world hunger, free up to 3.4 billion hectares of land free up to 760 million tons of grain every year. That is half the world's grain supply. Conserves one-third fossil fuel used for meat production. Reduces pollution from untreated animal waste. Maintains cleaner air. Saves 4.5 tons of emissions per U.S. household per year. Stops 80% of global warming or more. The list goes on. A study conducted in the United States found that organic farming preserves topsoil and keeps water bodies clean, and if used worldwide, would have the potential to absorb and store approximately 40% of all present-day CO2 emissions each year. This would be a great benefit to our Earth. Other aspects of vegan organic farming that are beneficial include things like crop rotation, mulching, and natural fertilizers. Crop rotation means that a field is planted each season with different crops. This variety approach help keep the plants healthy and also restores fertility and nutrients to the soil. Other methods such as mulching and even a new method called no-till organic farming help retain moisture and reduce soil erosion considerably. So, in general, Vegan organic farming follows a philosophy of living in harmony with nature and protection for the planet and all beings. The methods employed support the natural balance between farming and the environment. Over time, the combination of this care and practice through the techniques available can go a long way toward restoring the balance from problems that may have arisen in the past. Eating local produce and eating organic meat Interestingly, studies show that eating locally is not as good as eating vegan. For example, scientists at Carnegie Mellon University calculated that a vegan diet reduced over seven times the emissions compared to a 100% local meat diet. So, eating vegan is better than eating local even. In another study, Food Watch in Germany found that switching from a meat diet to an organic meat diet saved only 8% of emissions, but switching to a non-organic vegan diet, even non-organic vegan diet, reduced 80%, 86% of emissions. So, we saved the planet by being vegan, even non-organic, 
So, actually, organic is good. Local is wonderful, but the first step is at least being vegan, organic or not. Even organic meat is actually not eco-friendly at all. It requires even more land and more energy than non-organic meat and meat farming. Can you believe that? So, it doesn't even help to try to raise animals organically. The so-called sustainable, free-range organic poultry, for example, needs 20% more energy and has a 20% higher, bigger impact on global warming than non-organic poultry farms. Think about that. So we've been misled all the time. Give life to save life. Before we expect the lion to lay down peacefully with the lamb, we humans must do it first. Meat eating kills both animals and humans. Eating meat is the biggest cruelty one can ever commit even to ourselves. Even if we don't kill the animals ourselves, we are still responsible for their deaths. For meat, we literally kill billions of animals. A staggering 55 billion animals, eight times the entire global human population, are killed for human consumption each and every year. This is not even counting the several billion fish that perish, with a total loss that translates to more than 155 million beings killed every day. Dairy is included together with meat because the cruelty and torture is the same, and the end result is a horrible death for the poor animals. There is no mercy in the dairy industry either. Humans die too, each year, because of meat and fish, and anything related to animal consumption. Nearly 33 million people succumb to meat-related diseases annually through heart disease, cancer, and other conditions that claim the lives of more than 90,000 persons each day. And then there are those who cannot obtain food because the grains they need are used to feed animals that will be killed for meat. There are 25,000 people who die of hunger indirectly also because of meat. We have hundreds of thousands of people die each year as the victims of meat-caused global warming. And we have tens of millions of others who are made homeless due to climate change. We call them climate refugees if there is such a term. In fact, they have no status. And this is not including the innocent wildlife and domestic animals who suffer because of meat-related problems. Meat causes global warming and kills, kills, kills. Therefore, meat is murder. A crime that must be stopped. Animal slaughter, a crime of global proportions. There is no bigger moral crisis than the one that is created by the mass massacring of sweet, innocent living beings for our pleasure when we have other choices. Such mass murder is a crime of global proportions. And this killing energy in turn breeds and strengthens other negative energy, which is degrading our society and destroying our world. We have produced a lot, a lot, and a lot of negative, negative energy by killing billions and billions of innocent, sentient lives, and killing millions of our fellow humans even, over millennia, directly or indirectly. Directly is through war. Indirectly is through disease that we made ourselves, 
like with the bubonic plague, pneumonic, pneumonic plague, and now swine flu, bird flu, etc. And I guess we can throw the current pandemic in on that. It is not a coincidence that the main cause of global warming is meat eating. And many of the leading health problems in our world are also derived from meat eating. So meat eating is cruelty to animals. Meat eating is cruelty to our well-being. Meat eating is cruelty to our children's well-being. Meat eating is cruelty to the planet. Be vegan, and we will never have to suffer many of these kinds of consequences ever, ever again. We have to stop the killing of men or animals. We have to stop producing animal products, and we have to stop using it. Three stops. Stop killing, stop producing, stop using, and stop eating it, of course. Stop eating the meat. When people understand the gruesome truth behind animal farming and the innocence of all the animals who sacrifice their lives, it is easy to see that eating the dead flesh of another being is not only unnecessary, it leaves us with a trail of bloody footprints. Restore harmony with nature. We should all remember that we share this planetary abode, the water, the air, the resources, the food. All of nature we share only. Be veg, be green, and save their planet too, the planet of the animals. This is truly the best way to restore our environment and ensure the highest degree of peace. Here are a couple of quotes. We are part of the earth and she is part of us. The fragrant flowers are our sisters, the deer, the horse, the great eagle are our brothers. What is man without the animals? If all animals disappear, humankind would die of a great spiritual loneliness. The rocky peaks, the humid countryside furrows, the physical warmth between horse and man, they all belong to the same family. Earth does not belong to man, it is man who belongs to the earth. Imagine our planet without no animals at all. All the dogs gone, cats gone, birds gone, fish gone, buffaloes gone, elephants gone. Imagine, none of the animals survive. How would we live? How would our life feel abundant? It would feel very dry and meaningless. So, if we respect all life, then we also don't take any life. The earth provides in plenty for humans and for animals. We don't need to take in a way that hurts or harms any other being. That means the animal-free diet, again and again and again. If all humanity lives with the animal-free diet, and lives in respect for nature and other life, then we will have a heaven on earth. Everything will be forgiven. Everything will be well and good. The planet will be restored, the animals will be thankful, the humans will be healthy, and all will be happy and blessed. That's all there is to do. Be veg. Animals bring love to the world. The animals really come to help mankind. Like the Bible said, I make them to befriend you and be your helpers. It's truly like that. But not every human can avail of this help, and that's a pity. Instead, they kill them. Anything God puts on earth is for a purpose. We should not kill anything. We should not eat anything except a plant-based diet. The animals come to this planet with a special role. Many of them are able to bring down divine power from heaven or love just through their presence. Some, 
like horses and rabbits, can protect their human caregivers from negative influences or boost them with good health, good luck, or even material fortune, joy, or spiritual upliftment. They watch out for us quietly and humbly send blessings our way. Some of them are from higher levels of consciousness. They only came down in animal form to help humankind or other beings on earth. Animals also have very noble, vital roles in the physical realm. Some animals, like zebras, monkeys, and wild parrots, help to disperse the seeds, while bees and other insects help to pollinate crops and other plants, and others maintain the health of the forests and the oceans. Animals directly help humans as well. I read in the newspaper, I heard on the radio, I saw on TV, so many noble animals that rescue people. They rescue their own kin at the expense of their own life. We should learn from these golden animals. Create Eden on Earth. With the organic vegan lifestyle as part of everyone's heroic mission, our efforts together will surely bring a safe and saved world for both humans and our beloved animal co-inhabitants. It will be like Eden on Earth, where everyone has equal access to community services as well as community resources and everything will be distributed evenly. And everyone will be respected and loved and taken care of exactly like the next one, or the last one, or the first one. Dialogue between Master and Disciple. Question. Master, would you kindly explain as to how a loving relationship between humans and animals would affect our planet? Master. Well, that would be a big piece on Earth. I mean, capital P-E-A-C-E. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate your time. Take care.